Hi, this is uh, Becky out in San Francisco Bay Area, and I know many of you have heard me uh, share many times on this line. I feel very, very grateful, very privileged to be asked to, um, to share. Um, I do share about once a month. It keeps me in line, and, and it keeps me abstinent. I, uh, my story is, and of course my story changes because it depends you know, um, I always ask God, my higher power, um, to decide what he wants me to share for tonight. You know, here we are, you know, a week away for those that uh, do Christmas. And right now, I believe we're in Hanukkah. Um, and it's a time where we're around food a lot. And it's very hard as a uh, person that's uh, got a problem with food um, to be subjected to all the food that's around us at this time of year. I, I used to hear it said in these uh, meetings, uh, this was called the Bermuda Triangle, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and, and Christmas. Um, so to, to get my numbers out of the way, so you might have somewhat of a visual um, I've been in program since my 30th um, birthday, so I've been in program uh, 40 years, and I um, came in at 215 pounds, and that was when I was 30. I um, got to, I, I maintained between 180 and 215 until I was the age of 40, and then my mother had died, my two ex-husbands had died, and my psychologist that was treating me for um, panic attacks, um, he had died. And this all transpired in a three-month um, zone, time zone, and my weight went from like 175 up to 355 pounds. Um, when I got up to that weight, it was very difficult to manipulate my body. Um, so I immediately went back to OA. And I used OA as a support for my diet. Um, I really saw on the wall the 12 steps, the 12 traditions. I didn't want to know what they meant. I didn't want any part of them. The only thing I really knew what I wanted was I needed to get in so that I could get married again, so that I could date again. Growing up, I went through high school. So anyhow, I have released 220, 25 pounds. I'm 130 to 135, and I'm 5 feet 5. And so I've been this weight, and I've been clean and back-to-back -back abstinence for almost 17 years, and it's been one day at a time. Does the food obsession and the neutrality come? Yes, it does. It comes as a result of working and living in the steps. It, it does come. It doesn't, it, 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 you don't sit there fighting the food any longer once you go through the steps and you start doing service and helping others. And that, that was, that's exactly what happened to me. What, what they said in the promises, you know, I won't regret the past. 
but I won't forget about it either. Um, but, you know, I didn't have girlfriends that had a weight issue. Every girlfriend I had was a normal weight, normal weight or tiny. Um, I always felt bad and uncomfortable and not as important as they, they were. Um, I had five sisters. They didn't have my problem. It was um, talk about resentments. They say you need to go through and let go of your resentments uh, when you're working the steps. I had done the fourth step, and I just couldn't believe how much resentments that uh, weren't even covered, and, and I had to go through the steps, and I'm still going through the steps because I can't believe what is revealed. Um, growing up in a household of five sisters and me being the only one with a weight problem, I felt like, how come my mom doesn't have that many pictures of me? Why is it she has a ton of pictures of her other kids? I really kind of felt I was adopted. Um, you know, I, I come from an Italian background, and, um, you know, we were just average-looking girls. We weren't any beauties, but we certainly, you know, uh, weren't homely. So I, I always attracted uh, good-looking men when I had my weight off going through high school. Um, however, I married one man after another that had either an alcohol problem, a drug problem, um, and the third one was um, a man from the Middle East. And so uh, I wasn't, none, none of those three marriages worked, none of them. I got hepatitis from doing drugs with the second one. He was a heroin addict. And I got a hepatitis and, and got sick and, and uh, couldn't work and um, was basically living on the streets. I um, smoked cigarettes. For years, maybe 30 years, um, I smoked pot heavily. I couldn't seem to put the pot down, even though I was in OA and going to meetings. It was like, you can take my food from me, but you're not taking my pot. I lost 100 pounds smoking pot. You know, when it came to um, being hungry around pot, I would just grab carrots or celery which, you know, isn't, isn't abstinence, really isn't abstinence. My abstinence today is, is different. Of course, I don't smoke any longer, even though, even though now in California it's been legal for a while. Um, I've never returned to smoking. So I was able to put the pot down. And I'm talking about waking up at 7 a.m. And, and lighting a joint. And I know this is a... Um, food meeting and not Drugs Anonymous, but the reason I point that out is I, I, I did go to NA and, and you know what? I went to one meeting and that was it. Never went back, but I put down the cigarettes, I put down the pot, I put down the taking pills, I put down, um, I wasn't a heroin addict, although I had done heroin, and I wasn't a heroin addict. I was able to put everything down. The last thing that I could not put down was the food. The food was one of the hardest things that I could, I just couldn't see a life. I really couldn't see a life, and I had a problem with panic. 
And any time I had a panic attack or anxiety, and I still have that. I mean, I haven't been totally cured of that, and I'm not really on any medication. I um, turned to the food. So any any problem, when my mom died, my two first husbands died, and my psychologist died, I went from 175 up to 355, a little over a year. It, it, I wasn't working because I, I was in, depressed. And uh, so what, what, what changed? What, what changed, as I keep telling you, and I think you guys are all convinced that I really have a problem with food, uh, what changed is about 20 years ago when I came back in to program, um, I did abstinence, sit at the back of the room with my arms folded, do, do not approach me. I wanted to, you know, I, I didn't want it to do, have really anything to do with anybody in the room. Um, I didn't want to participate in anything. I, I uh, you know, it's not that I wasn't friendly. I felt reserved and shy towards everybody. So I would go until maybe I got a good 50 pounds off. Again, dieting with group support and so I would go and then I would say okay I feel pretty good you know I think I'm gonna go you know find a man and get married again and I did and I did and I did I'm on my fourth relationship marriage right now 21 years to a person that's not a food addict not an alcoholic not a drug addict does not smoke cigarettes doesn't have really an addictive bone in their body. Um, so quite opposite than me. Um, anyhow, you know, what happened 20 years ago, I heard a lot about big book studies. And um, I was old, definitely old enough to, to dive in to see what this big book was all about. And they sponsor told me, I want you to read so many pages a night, write down how you relate to Bill's story. Did I eat like Bill? Did I, you know, the, the way Bill drank? Did Bill drink and me eat the same? Did I think that I think about food? It was, you know, was food calling my name? Did, did I really think I had an allergic reaction? I started to think that food um, was an allergy. You know, I couldn't understand why thin people would never finish their dessert and they would look at me and wonder how I ate all that I ate. We would go to the phase when I was a young kid and I would fill my plate with an enormous amount of food. And, and back in the day, they would make doctor calls and they'd send the doctor out to the house and my mom would always be in trouble being scolded for the fact that the doctor would say, why the heck did you let her eat so much? You know, I always wanted the flowers, the sugary stuff on, on, on a cake. You know, I wanted to be able to have the most sugarous thing for my birthday on the cake, you know, and always got sick. I was always sick in pain. Now, as I grew older, the pain continued in my stomach. And one guy that I was dating kind of laughed when I told him that I knew where every bathroom was on the peninsula in the Bay Area. I knew where every bathroom was. I loved greasy fried foods. 
I'll never forget in 1989 when we had the California earthquake and everybody was really shook up. I was abstinent at the time. But do you know, that was a good reason to eat. So I went and got in line at the Kentucky Fried uh, Chicken Place and got my bucket. There is always a reason to eat. Why haven't I picked up in the last 17 years, and I better go into that before my time is up, is that I started um, doing the big book, started sponsoring, started taking people that ate like me, thought like me through the steps. I started to try to help those that were suffering from this disease. Um, I believed that uh, once I ingested one of my red light foods, that the allergy <clears throat> was alerted in my body, and then the obsession would take over, and I would promise myself not to do it again, and I would do it over and over and over. So in the first six months of my abstinence, 17 years ago, I had challenges presented that gave me a good enough reason. There's always a reason to pick up and eat. I was asked after being at a job. At that time, I think I was at my job about 15, 16 years. I was asked to be escorted out because they thought they saw something that I did that was on my records from my past. I had to hire an investigator and an attorney, and that was a good reason to eat. But did I eat? No. I built a relationship, and I pretended and I acted if I had a relationship with a higher power. And my sponsor said, create a God box, and even though I know you don't, you know, I'm not religious, I don't have a religious bone in my body, I want you to create a higher power that you would trust and that you would like. And I want you to turn to that higher power because I was really messed up at work. Here they were going to ask me to leave. My boss was fighting for me to stay. Long story short, I did, never, I did not do what they accused me of. I did not do it. I never had to leave my job. I never had to be without money. But just think if I would have ate it would have threw me back into the allergy and the obsession. It is so easier to stay abstinent than to get abstinent. So much easier. Um, does food kick my ass every time I get in the ring with it? Yeah. I've never been able Jen, to. Jen, for five minutes remaining? Thank you. I've never been able to say to, to myself, you know what, I'll get back on it Monday. Monday never comes, and if Monday comes, I might make it to noon. The only thing that would save me was helping others and, and, and having a relationship with a higher power that I designed. I gave my higher power all the characteristics because the one that I was raised with was punishing, you're going to go to hell, this is going to happen to you if you don't make it to church, 
that God I was in fear of. So I did have to listen to my sponsor and create a God that I was comfortable with and that I trusted with and that I believed in. I couldn't put the food down without trusting a higher power. Uh, my first dog that I ever owned in my my life, I got when I was um, two years abstinence, and then he died in the fourth year um, in my arms. We were um, in a store, and he started having convulsions. There's always going to be a reason for me to eat. Um, the smallest of reasons, I have to remember the people that go to dialysis, are they going to stop going to dialysis because something happened, their husband maybe wants to leave them? This is a life or death situation. I couldn't bend over to get something off the ground when I was 355. I couldn't get up off the ground. And I used to moonlight and make extra money at a dinner house. And I couldn't pick up the credit card if it fell off of the plate when I was going to deliver it to the customers. I couldn't bathe properly. I had to wear the same clothes. I couldn't... Um, find clothes in a regular store. They, they didn't have my size. I had to go to the bigger store. Um, I can tell you all the reasons why it's so much nicer. There's like a line in the sand, and I'm very close to either side, and I know that. And what keeps me to the side of the sand is trusting in God, talking to God, not just asking God what I want and what I need, but asking God what he, what he thinks he, I need to have. Put me where you want to put me. Don't, don't, you know, have him be my Santa Claus and I want this, that, and the other. God knows what I need before I know what I need. I have a relationship with God I didn't have before program. I do service because I need to remember where I came from. Um, being abstinent and the obsession of the food has been lifted. I'm human. I'm never going to be different than human. And when I see or smell something um, delicious, I only have one thought. Wow, that smells good. But I always remember who I am. And, and I love being abstinent. I love my own just fruit, vegetables, protein. I love because that keeps me safe. I do weigh and measure everything that goes in my mouth. After all, not only am I just a food addict, but I ate in volumes. Now, for me to go down to 135 pounds from 355, you better believe I had to weigh and measure. Otherwise, eating a half a chicken or a whole chicken, that ain't going to bring me down. It, 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 you know, if it says you can have um, an apple, I can't go eat a 10-ounce apple. So I do weigh and measure everything. I don't miss a meeting. I take my sponsee calls, and I know I sound just like almost everybody else, because there is no cure. There is no cure. And they say this disease is progressive and, and fatal, and it is. I could pick up where I left off 20 years ago and eat even worse, and I'm too old for that. So 
The thing is, I'm always prepared. If I'm going out to a party or a restaurant and I eat before or I bring my own food on Christmas, I don't feel like I'm being punished. God gave me free will. I can either eat or not eat. I'm not being punished by not eating. I am grateful for this 12-step program that they've showed me a way out one day at a time. Just for today, I've got a day out. I'm here to share. I'm here to hear your shares. I'm here to know that there really is a God. He's not up in the sky. He's right in me, and he's right in you. And when you talk, you know, I'm here. Thank you. So I'll wrap it up and say thank you for asking me to share and happy holidays to all of you. And I'd love to hear your shares. And um, my phone number is 650-740-6039. And um, how are you handling the holidays around food this year is my uh, topic. How are you, how are you handling um, all the festivities without picking up 